chit-chatting afterwards. What did we chat about? Anything bad? Out. Oh, no, I just ripped my wife for, you know. Oh, well, I don't, I, don't, I don't care about that. No, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> did you tell her? Did she listen? Oh, God, no. Send her a note to say, I hey. guarantee if you called Jess right now and said, hey, what's Chris doing right now? She'd say, well, I know he went to work. <laughs> do they still do a show? Yeah, I don't know what happens after that, yeah. The boys have more involvement in my work here than <laughs> man. I got to tell you, man. You know what's awesome? Having two kids under huh. the age of twelve right now, taking them out to the farm and letting them mess s up. It's so fun. Hey, let's go dig a pit right now. You know what I mean? Yep. Two hours later, we're full of dirt. It's oh god, it's fun. Kids are it's awesome. Fun. Kids are awesome. They are. You know, after they get done it's drooling just, and pooping and crying all the time, boy, it's fun having. It's you know, awesome. Just, just wait a few years. I know. That's why I told somebody the other day, I said, can I just hit the pause button right now? Like, this <laughs> is luck. so much fun. Good luck. I know. I know what's coming. That's why I'm just enjoying it right now. Chris, I'm going to send you, even as we speak, my timesheet. Oh, my God. It's Thursday already. It is Thursday. Flip Wilson. Joe, is that a pink shirt you got on there? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, if we, just to talk shop here for a moment, if we don't have Ken, we won't have as many ads today, sir. That was what I was trying to get it when I was Excuse telling you about the, the fair. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. The fair. So, John, did you record that spot? What in the hell? No, I'm going to do it tonight, okay? And we will send it to you tonight. And then tomorrow morning, can you listen to it when you get in? And if it doesn't yeah. work, I'll just drive in. But Yeah, that's fine. That's it perfect. Be, it should be fine. Because everything Dill sends to me, I'm assuming he records the same way. Yeah. As far as, yeah. then it's, yeah, because those sound perfect. Yeah. It should be fine. Nobody has to hear it right before Monday, or I mean, you don't have to. Well, it has anybody. to go through what we call V Creative, and then okay. But I just I send it off. Gotcha. Because I'm assuming, but just is it a thirty or a sixty? It's a sixty. Just make sure it's sixty. It's <laughs> yeah. not sixty-three. It's not. You know what I mean? It, it's not. No. It's not anybody being anal about it. It's because the the system, it'll screw up the system. If that makes sense. Gotcha. Sure. That's why when. Patrick doesn't add. It's a freaking chore. What are my ads? And then he gives me the, ah, it's 41 seconds. So just stretch her out. Stretch it out. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I, Pat, I did a practice really... run on mine, and it was a minute four. I'll make sure and cut those four seconds out. Did you guys see the video of the storekeeper? I think he's Muslim, beating the living hell out of a guy shoplifting cigarettes from his convenience store. I did yep. not. Yep. What are my ads? Why was that satisfying I need ads to watch? And we got to get going. <laughs> Joe, what are we doing today? I think I can guess, huh? Oh well, we now uh, learn that we're favoring rep uh, uh, reparations for people who used marijuana, marijuana and yeah. might have been unduly arrested. Yeah. Uh, we have a great note from the Gumption County deputy on the uh, Ricky Cobb situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, why did I write down the word civil war? Oh, I know. Great email on that. Got a hardware store that lost 700 grand. 
to shoplifters Oof. in downtown San Francisco. Joe, you're going to have Frat Aqua, Grund, and Eco. And I got I got some great emails, just really good. I actually meant, what are you doing after the show? But that's good that you told me what we're doing during the show. <laughs> yeah, Frat Aqua, Eco. Yep. And Grund. You want to hang out? Is that, is that what you're... <laughs> well, no, I, I just was, yeah. What What is the status of Kenny? Is he is he trying to find Luke the repairman? I or, believe or so. What, what have you? Yeah, he, he said he put a call in early, but he he wasn't Does hopeful. somebody from our building have to go up there? No, this is a Kenny internet-related issue. What's up, Meats? What's up, Brooke? Brooke's here. Brooks here. What time is kickoff, Joe? One fifty. Oof. Why one fifty? Why not two? Just like it was Tuesday, and you know what? Why Next week they're o'clock? all going to be later than that. Why not two though? Why one? Because that was booked. Oh. They book you every ten minutes. Is that how tea times work? Oh, look at you two with your matching pink shirts. That's so adorable. You know what that is? That's totes adorbs. Totes adorbs. Wow. Actually, that's orange, isn't it? Those are orange slices. Yes. Rattaloni's Hardware and Garden Store. <laughs> you are such a dork. <laughs> We're on the council. So don't pull a Patrick and kick the door open and drop a giant F-bomb. Who the bleep is this guy? Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. How about our bullpen? <clears throat> Joe, I whoops, am rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings your Garage Logic Podcast number 1,125, August 3rd, 2023, 99 degrees on this day in 1941. And 46 degrees on this day in 1971. That's why I think Newsweek ran the uh, the Blue Planet on the cover to scare people. Because uh, the early 70s were chilly. Sure. And then because the Blue Planet... Wasn't uh, terrifying enough. Wasn't terrifying enough. They went to, to the red uh, situation. Uh, Aquaside, I hope you're using it. It's been a great swimming season. And it will continue to be a great swimming season, especially if you've used Aquaside products to keep your beachfront free of weeds and algae and unwanted vegetation and all the stuff the kids keep questioning you about. The products are made in White Bear Lake. They're easy to use. They work quickly. They've been vetted by all the proper scientists. So all you got to do is go down to the lakefront, take your cell phone, and stand there and go, you, look at this. What the <laughs> hell is junk. this? I don't want this. And call Aquaside, describe that. They'll help you understand it. They'll get you the right products, and your swimming area will be looking like a million bucks the rest of the year. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner. Hi. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop. John Hype in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. 
I want to get something out of the way because it's on my computer screen. And you'll forget if you get rid of it? No, it won't print in such a way as to let me read the material. But it's a double secret emergency in terms of the closer you get to the tallest countries, uh, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, and just who is running for office. I was made aware today that in in St. Paul, for the city council seat for Ward 1, which I believe is pretty much downtown, All right. we have a woman running named Suz, S-U-Z, maybe it's Suze. What? Suz Worley. And I, I don't know her. I don't know of her, but I've received her, I've called up her uh, campaign material. And, you know, to Suz Worley's credit, she's running. Yeah. On What's what's her big platform? GLers aren't running. That's a good point. And this is what we're left with. I don't mean to disparage Suz Worley by saying <laughs> this is what we're left with, but this is what we're left with. Again, I have told you for years, the outgoing candidates you have will make you regret losing them. Rue the day. When you see the incoming candidates. Mm. They continue to become lesser and lesser citizens of America. I don't mean ethnically. I just mean less and less concerned about what made the United States. And here's Suz or Suze. If it's going to be Suze... Well, if it was going to be Suze, where's the E? Her name is Susan. So Give me the I, damn I, E. I think she'll go with Suze. Oh, well, wait a minute. Does that get the... Yes, as long as it doesn't have an E. <laughs> Suze Worley. Okay, I am running for Ward 1 City Council All right. on a three-pronged platform okay. of streets for all, justice, and supporting songbirds and pollinators. <laughs> wait, right. wait, 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 wait. Hey, now. Streets for all, okay, yeah, because not everybody has access to streets. Well, she would wish to. Well, I can tell you what she wishes to do: make them more bikeable and walkable. Oh boy! All right. <clears throat> Again, it's the internal combustion engine that pretty much made the country, right? And the the current breed of politician: the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, would disabuse you of the internal combustion engine. That's passe. I'm leading up to a theory I have. Today I came up with a really great theory. Uh, it's, it's so great you could just shoot it out of the water in 10 seconds, but I'll get to it. <laughs> and anyway, she wishes to invest in systems that make St. Paul more accessible to people with disabilities. Okay. And make sure our sidewalks, city buildings, websites, and city-sponsored events are ADA compliant. Aren't they already? I, I would think so. She's a big fan of the 2040 plan. Construct and make available affordable housing in the Twin Cities. Uh, uh, She wants the rent control. Uh, Promote native plantings on city properties and provide resources to St. Paul residents so they have the ability to transform their communities into habitats for endangered birds and insects. So somehow the government would have to become involved and in, in paying for that. Uh, under justice, uh, no one, of course, would ever have bad behavior to these people. Right. The, the behavior problems are police problems. Right, right. right. Mm-hmm. So monitor police actions and provide for a 
Civilian Review Board to oversee police and provide feedback, working with the mayor's office to, well, good luck getting the mayor because he's never in his office, with the mayor's office to ensure racial, gender, and LGBT equity and reduce and hopefully prevent violent interactions between vulnerable communities and the police. And again, it would be that no civilian ever misbehaves. Right. Uh, okay, uh, improve transparency in city government and expedite compliance with the Freedom of Information Act, support the expansion of Mayor Carter's guaranteed basic income program. Sure, sure you should get basic sure, why income. Not? Uh, uh, the construction of Highway 94 split the Rondo neighborhood in half, destroying a prosperous black neighborhood that is feeling the effects. I support a reparations program. Of course she does to help uh, the right the wrongs of this and other. Rook, in the meantime, yep. see what you can find out about her for me personally. Okay. S-U-Z. Yeah, I, I got it. W-O-E. I got it. Yeah. I, is she a recent uh, college grad? Has she got a job? Does she, I, I don't know anything about Suz. What type of birds does she Except, like? Except, again, I preface this by saying, hey, she's running. Where's the GLer to run? Support, of course, she's a big fan of the St. Paul Teachers Union, and uh, she would just bankrupt us like all the rest of them. (laughs) And she plans to uh, get feedback from the community, and she would love to meet you either remotely or face-to-face. Okay, so there there you have a candidate for Ward 1. Well, who's going to defeat her? Who's going to run to defeat this crackpot? Now, I, I paid you a compliment, Suze, but it's not going to stop me from calling you a crackpot. You are a crackpot ideologically. <laughs> you ideologically fit the agenda of just what's happening to this country. The closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. As you were going through the... the you, you've probably... I'm going to go out on a limb and think she probably hasn't worked at many jobs, Rook. I don't know what you're fair. finding. That's but fair. I'm, I'm, uh, did I'm you trying find to on Facebook to see if she, she has any... She she's currently employed by Sleep Number as an IT representative. She loves her oh. job because she gets to help people who aren't comfortable with technology. Well, that's great. She's working for the private sector. There you mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. All Augsburg, right. Augsburg University. Augsburg Failed Academy. All right. Do we have a degree? Doesn't say degree. In her recent past, she also worked as a tutor for kids learning English and as a PCA, what's a PCA? Personal, uh, personal care assistant. Yeah, for a client who uses a wheelchair, both those jobs providing oh, valuable insight. the ADA causes, sure. Uh, okay. Suze has worked for a variety of candidates in the past, including former Representative Susan Allen, Vice Chair of CD3, Mike Aruf, Arolfo, mm-hmm. and former City Council Member Philippe Cunningham. Oh, good. Well, well, that that's a that's not a mark of honor on your resume, Suze. Hopkins for that. Royal. She's a Hopkins Royal. Hopkins Royal. As now, you were going through the litany. She, uh, apparently, no. she has uh, migrated to St. Paul. She sounds like a Minneapolis gal. Hopkins, Augsburg, Philippe Cunningham. But uh, can we obviously, uh, although in this day and age, I'm not sure it would make any difference where you live. You'll just get elected. She lives in the Crocus Hill neighborhood. Well, that's it a nice neighborhood. Yeah, with her with her partner Tim, and their All cat right. and their cat Patsy. Oh, All right. Again, tonight. again. To her credit, she's running. She'll probably win. 
we need candidates who have exactly the opposite views. Not that we need a candidate <laughs> yeah. who would prevent the disabled from using a sidewalk. That's not what I mean. We need candidates who have exactly exactly the opposite uh, view of how money works. But we have our answer right here. Th those people don't want anything to do with this because they know they don't stand a yeah, chance yeah, from an election standpoint. Yeah, but how long do the people who don't want to have anything to do with this, how long can they sustain their lives in St. Paul? Well, they can't. She's running a values-driven campaign. Mm -hmm. How about uh, meat and potatoes, uh, debits and credits? The campaign? funny part about that, Joe, is you were going through the litany You're of her You're a crackpot, Suze, and oh. I mean that ideologically. All you can hear is the, uh, the cash register, can't you? Cha-ching, cha-ching. Oh. Okay, that, that was on my screen. I said I wanted to get it off the screen. All right. Because uh, I have to bring other things up to the screen. How is everybody? Great. Good, good, good. Let me good. see if I can get that. Kenny, for some reason, living where he does up in the sticks, <laughs> has no internet availability today. Uh, and we uh, we are the last to help him solve that. I wouldn't know what to do to tell him. In other words, he can't get on a microphone. Is that correct, fellas? Yes. Go do it from the That's library. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yes, the library. Uh, we want to review, uh, thanks to some emailers, Let's review. <laughs> what do I hear? That's Larry. Are you listening to Cannon? Oh, that's, that's not Larry. That's a guest dog, a basset. Oh, animal. we've got a guest dog in the Hyde House. Yeah, he's he's well, very loud. He's, he's, he's two floors away. Two floors away from me right now, and he, you can hear him. What are you running a B and B for dogs? Yeah. Well, we'd like to take care of dogs for people because it's very expensive to board dogs. We don't pe want people to have to pay, you know, five hundred dollars to take a week's vacation. So I have to babysit a dog beginning today. Oh, we're what gonna have kind? a dog. Bring it in. We're gonna have a dog guest. That's what, you what know what? That's Joe? neat. Wolf, Joe. What kind? Up dog. Oh, uh, a uh, rescue mutt. Oh, mutts are good. But I love them. Because he'll rip the face off anyone who would dare approach one of the little kids. Oh, there you go. That's Perfect. a good dog. Rip the face off him. Perfect. It took me six months before he would not rip my face off. <laughs> it's better than having one of those up dogs at your house. But now babies can hit him in the face and right. climb all over him. Doesn't touch him. That's it. Uh, let's review again uh, John Kerry. We reached the conclusion that Kerry, in one of his... Uh, public remarks uh, basically was saying, uh, I could be wrong, of course, he would deny that he said this. I mean, he would deny that he meant this by what he said. But what I took from it is, hey, it's either farming and food or save the earth. And he's going with save the earth. Yes. And I've got uh, really some interesting responses on that, including from uh, Brennan from Brewster. Brennan from Brewster chimes in. Uh, Joe, as a young farmer, I wanted to give you my two cents on where agriculture is headed. So for starters, they won't straight up let people starve. That doesn't look good. <laughs> and this is all a show, after all. We just have to figure out our role in it. They, the government, will make it so we, the farmers, cannot do as good a job as we can. Nitrogen restrictions have been tossed around for a while, and in Europe they are close to being, if not already, implemented. That may not seem like a big deal to a guy from the city, but if we cannot use the proper amount of nitrogen, our crops yields will decline substantially. There won't be enough feed for the livestock, and then the meat shortages and the like happen. 
On the equipment side of things, modern-day farm equipment runs so clean that when it is taken to the shop, they no longer even put a hood over the exhaust. The mechanics just let the equipment run in the shop. My buddy just got through diesel school, and the instructor said that the air going into the engine is dirtier than the air coming out the exhaust. In my opinion, John Kerry can come out here and help pull weeds and see why we use the equipment and chemicals we do. It might change his tune. P.S. I'm not pulling weeds by hand because I'm some kind of hippie. If we spray herbicides on our crops at this point in the growing season, we risk a yield loss. Mm-hmm. So they're so they're Reeves. Yes, so sir. they're pulling weeds by hand. Yes. Yeah, because he doesn't want to risk chemical use. No, that's exactly right. Because think of that, all you prematurely gray-haired forty-two-year-old woman, when you drive your Prius to the grocery store. I also spent some time at the old farm yesterday, and the thought occurred to me: John Kerry doesn't believe any of this BS. Seriously speaking, when he's talking about farming, a he doesn't know what he's talking about. But there's no possible way he believes any of that crap. He can't. He can't possibly be that stupid. Here's from Julie. I listened to your discussion of John Kerry's latest rant about climate change and the next thing we must give up. You were all so close, but you didn't hit the bullseye. I believe the goal of liberals and climate extremists is zero population growth. Maybe goal is the wrong word. Kerry seems to have no reservations about 600 people dying from food insecurity. Liberals are also pro-abortion, another zero population concept. Joe has always said liberals hate people. Well, actually, it's Mysterians hate people. The first day you announced the show at the Chan Theater, Chan Hassan Dinner Theater, I bought two tickets. I remember where I was when your first radio show aired on AM 1500. Other than a blip of time when I did not realize you were podcasting, I have listened to every show. I've also got my husband hooked. So he wants me to save up podcasts to listen to when we are on a road trip. You are like family to me. Some I like better than others, just like family. <laughs> Thank you. Julie and Hopkins. Thanks, Julie. <laughs> yeah. I'll take that. Cal Fralick, he taught science. Okay. In a, in a, and he alone helped make it a not-failed academy. A long-time high school, uh, Annandale, he was science department chair. He was the head track coach. Academic all-state coordinator. Uh, retired now. Okay. Cal writes, listening to the podcast with Kerry, saying that we can't both feed people and climate, keep climate under control, thus 600 million people will die, reminded me of an exercise I used to do in class when the phrase, follow the science, came up. In looking at the often referred to temperature graph showing increases in the past 150 years, it is often accredited to the industrial revolution and the advent of cars. But other things may be correlated, especially the increase in world population. The increase in population is important because each of us is a carbon dioxide spewing machine, along with all of the other human activities that emit carbon dioxide. The, the increase in population, we're going to follow the science now, the increase in population can be accredited to a couple of reasons, medicine and agriculture. In the early 1900s, artificial fertilizers were first developed. This caused yields to increase dramatically, thus enabling us to grow more food. Around this time, medical practices also improved. 
discovery and use of antibiotics, the increase in vaccines, antiseptic procedures among them. Both of these practices, agriculture and medicine, caused reduction in infant mortality and an increase in lifespan, both of which caused increases in population. So if we link the two things together, an increase in population, which increases carbon dioxide output, and the cause of the increase being medicine and artificial fertilizers, we can only come to the following conclusion. In order to decrease carbon dioxide emissions, we must stop using artificial fertilizers and limit the use of medicine to cure diseases. Sometimes when you follow the science, you end up in a place you don't want to be. No doubt. Pushing back Cal. Well, who can argue with him? John Kerry. <laughs> would. Would. He's from the not-failed academy. Correct. He survived his career somehow as not becoming part of the failed academy. Our and they're new, out there. Those teachers are out there. Pushing back. Yes, he's pushing back. Our newfound climate denier, I'm looking for his uh, chart. It's right here. Tony Heller on Twitter. Kenny put us on to him a, a while ago. But more than 95% of annual CO2 emissions are from plants, soils, and oceans. Humans are responsible for less than 5%. It's a really interesting chart about that very thing. Tom Bonnet. Not Bonnet. Not Bonnet. He's from Nebraska, not France. Joe, on Wednesday's podcast, you played a clip from John Kerry where you talked about agriculture's impact on climate change. You asked your staff to tell you what jumped out to them about the clip. For what it's worth, here's the snippet I found most interesting. We just crossed the threshold of 8 billion fellow citizens around the world. The last time I checked, the United States does not have 8 billion citizens. John Kerry clearly doesn't consider himself an American citizen anymore. He's a citizen of the world. If anyone doubts that, ask yourself, when was the last time this former senator presidential candidate and secretary of state spoke on American soil about issues specific to Americans. While I can't claim to know Kerry's complete itinerary, I'd venture to say it's been years. He's thrown in his lot with Klaus Schwab, George Soros, and the rest of the carbon hogs who inexplicably continue to lecture American citizens about our supposed wretched excess even though the last time I checked, I don't own, at last count, homes in Sun Valley, Washington, D.C., Los Angeles, Martha's Vineyard, and Boston, not to mention 80 factories worldwide emblazoned with my wife's name. Hmm. This brings to mind a question I've heard you ask on multiple equations, occasions. What makes the current crop of socialists, the squad, John Kerry, Bernie Sanders, believe that socialism is miraculously going to work this time when it's failed every time it's been tried? Kenny's comment made me realize that they believe it will work because this time it's global. Heretofore, people have been able to escape the misery of socialism by emigrating to places like the United States and Europe. Now, Western nations are beginning to resemble more and more the misery they left behind. It brings to mind an interview Glenn Beck conducted with a woman who fled Maoist cultural revolution and now lives in the U.S. She's petrified because she sees in America the birth pangs 
of the very oppression she risked, risked her life to escape. There was a time in our country when a man of John Kerry stat- when if a man of John Kerry stature uttered such nonsense in front of a group of global elites, there would have been a collective outrage and even accusations of treason. Hmm. Now it barely gets a passing mention on a podcast in Fox News, even as 99% of the population argues Barbie or Oppenheimer. <laughs> Happy positive Thursday. Good luck, Todd from Tom from St. Paul. He's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, get out there and have some fun while it's still allowed. Mm-hmm. Get up to EcoFun Motorsports where the sale is still on on uh, electric bicycles by any Bintelli, Scootstar, or Yamaha electric bike at regular price. Mm. Get a second one of equal or lesser value at 50% off. They worked hard with the manufacturers to pull this off. Yep. But get up there and buy two and then have an enjoyable riding weekend. There's only two weeks left or less than two weeks left of this manufacturer's authorized electric bike sale. It ends August 12. It's the first time ever at EcoFun. And they've got the Bitelli, the Scootstar, and the Yamahas on sale. they got a great big sweetheart parking lot in Forest Lake. You get to EcoFun by getting off on 97 and go west a couple hundred yards. There's EcoFun with a great big new parking lot for your test drive. <laughs> Leave there with two e-bikes with the correct size, the right tires, the right options, the right seat, the right handlebar. Everything you want will be taken care of. They are the king of electric bikes. And while you're there, check out the gas-powered scooters that turn urban errands into adventures, youth recreational equipment, Vanderhall, Roadsters, 4x4s, uh, helmets, apparel, great service, great people. EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake, west of, 97, west of 35 on 97, and in Burnsville on the service road of life near County Road 42, EcoFunMotorsports.com. Everybody, what are you going to shoot today? One hundred and twelve. Yeah. <laughs> what about the second? Oh, oh sorry. John, you're mean. I know that was that was uncalled for. <clears throat> uncalled for. Everybody, just get up and leave, or <laughs> did we just start? Yeah, but we're in a hurry to. Yeah, <laughs> what the hell? I don't know. I just sit here. I just sit here. I just uh, Mongo just pawn in game of game life. of life. What happened to Kenny? He lost his internet connection. He'll count this as a team. Well, it's not his fault. I know. In all honesty. So, Ruck, did you not get the text? You know, some farmer probably plowed the cable on <laughs> You know what's funny is uh, when he mentioned the, the, or he tweeted out the video of the guy that was spraying for crops, I was driving home, I think either that day or the day after, and saw two other planes out in my neck of the woods doing the same thing. 
You know what it is? It's the season. Were they spraying crops or there weren't no crops? No, this was, there were crops. Mm-hmm. So I had to go through the booming metropolis of Lonsdale the other day. No, I didn't get the text. Really? Huh. Joe's? Oh, you know what? I bet he didn't have work in the... What did it say? You start early? Yeah. I didn't know that. Sorry. Uh, Chris? I'm the only one that's been sitting here. So well, wait a minute. I, I, lost my, uh, I lost the uh, page of uh, stuff. Stuff. What do you mean? The my sounders. Stuff is gone. Will you help him? Yeah, please. My stuff is gone. Will you help him? So Trump gets, uh, he marches into jail today at 4 o'clock, huh? 4 jail, Easter, courtroom. Yeah, 3, yeah. I think, our time. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, they're back, Rook. They're back. Yeah. That's Christ, fine. Crisis Got avoided. it. Got it. Copy. Rolling. You rolling? Yes. Were you going right to me? No. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Sturay. Got a great email from Greg saying, Reeves, thanks for the recommendation of North American Banking Company. My wife and I were make, or looking at making a switch, and we are glad to do business with the GL Company. Well, thank you, Greg, for making the switch, just like I did a few years ago, a few years, few months ago to North American Banking Company, uh, because they get the time to know you and what you want to do with your money. You know what? They're the best. And they have six locations to serve you. My location is in Roseville, but you can also see them at 50th and France, Hastings. Woodbury Shoreview and their new location over there in Maple Grove. Now listen, they offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other big banks, but with the service of a community bank. They are also locally owned and operated, and this is huge because it means loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. They are not sent out of state, and this helps business owners solve problems quickly and expand their business with confidence. They first opened back in 1998, and they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers, where you know your banker and they know you. While a lot has changed since then, this commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities, that has not. And they get it. There's no shortage of banking options in the Twin Cities. So if you're tired of just being a number to your big national bank, be sure to check out my friends at North American Banking Company. Check them out online, nabankco.com. That's nabankco.com. North American Banking Company member FDIC Joe is an equal housing lender. I was astonished and should not have been. My astonishment, I'm afraid, would be demonstrative of my naivete. Mm. The uh, head, the play story in today's Star Tribune. Yeah, calls, this was just by a lot of people as well. Huh? You want to make sure you didn't miss this? Calls for reparations for people who used marijuana. Sure. <laughs> uh, it's in the uh, it's in the bill. Uh, however many thousands of pages this ill-prepared bill was, uh, in there is the Can Renew Grant. Mm. It was largely overlooked. No, you don't say. (laughs) During discussions at the state capitol. Uh... When you ask what happened to Minnesota, you have to keep this in mind at the top of your list. What the hell happened to us? During, uh, uh, starting in fiscal year 2026, 
The program will award will award fifteen million dollars a year to eligible organizations in communities that have high concentrations of people who were convicted of a marijuana offense or had people or had family members who were convicted. Communities with large veteran populations, high poverty rates, or that have been determined to have experienced a disproportionately large amount of cannabis enforcement will be eligible for the funding. This is a form of reparation, said State Senator Lindsey Port, DFL Burnsville, who sponsored the marijuana bill in the Senate. Direct harm has been done to communities by a prohibition and by the state, and it is our responsibility to undo that harm. Uh, look up, Rook, yep. Lindsay Port. I'm just looking for biographical information, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-P-O-R-T. She's a state senator from Burnsville. Uh, <clears throat> direct harm has been done to communities by prohibition and by the state, and it is our responsibility to undo that harm this is really our first major investment in doing that, and it should uh, have the same kind of lasting effects that, unfortunately, the war on drugs has had on communities of color. She grew up in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. She moved to Minnesota in 2001 to attend the University of Minnesota Twin Cities, elected to the Senate in 2020 with 53% of the vote. Personal life. Port lives in Burnsville with her husband and two kids and serves as the executive director of a professional development nonprofit group. Mm -hmm. uh, no other information. She's on the following committee's Commerce and Consumer Protection Finance Policy Committee. She a young gal? Um, don't get a birthday. Let me look. Everybody's young to me. Right. <laughs> I'll keep looking. Port said she's not aware of any other state grant program like this in the nation. The Can Renew grants will be funded by tax revenue from cannabis sales. Minnesota's law imposes a 10% tax on marijuana product sales. The state's Office of Cannabis Management, that hasn't been formed yet. That's a whole other degree of bureaucracy that has to be created with an office, staff with people, computers, printing paper, secretaries, people that will get benefits and vacation, and on and on and on does the government grow. But if you break this down, check it out. You check this out. You mean to tell me <laughs> that we're going to pay people who, I don't know how this will work. Oh, that doesn't matter, Joe. Doesn't what, matter. five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, got uh, got a cannabis wrap on their record? That would involve a lot of white people. Do they know that, I well, wonder? Maybe there's different rules then. But by that reasoning, what's to stop you from having a Can Renew grant program for people who got... More speeding tickets disproportionately than other members of the community. Or, you know, for instance, we're not charging now. I think it's starting, what, yesterday, whatever the first was, two days ago. Shoplifting is now not going to be enforced. So if you were charged with shoplifting. Exactly. That's uh, a good, that's a great analogy. Th then that should be rescinded and you should be paid back for that time. Maybe there will be a, a can renew grant 
for people who got behind on their mortgage because they were victimized by unfair banking practices. There you go. Which would be determined by the likes of Lindsay Port. Hmm. So my, th- I got a theory. You want to hear what she wanted to do with the surplus? Yes. I was a Q&A with the Southwest News Media. Um, it was projected to be $9 billion. Okay. Uh, we yeah, well, it went to 18 It went to 18 What ideas do you have to making use of that surplus? We need to create an economy that works for all Minnesotans. This means we must fully fund public schools or fully fund public goods and services such as our public schools, mental health resources, and first responders. We need safe and affordable housing. Affordable for affordable whom? for whom? Lower cost prescription drugs, expanded access to health care. We create a vibrant economy when we invest in our communities and put money back in the hands of Minnesotans, such as eliminating the tax on Social Security, which I voted for in 2022. Corporations are driving inflation and profiting off the backs of working families. I have championed bills to address price gouging and monopolies to protect against corporate greed. I have a question. Uh, you said Southwest News Media. Where, where did this candidate arise from? Burnsville. Yeah, she's in the Burnsville area. Here's my question. Um, all of that rookie just said could have been a sheet handed out to every candidate in this state Absolutely. across right. the board. So do they do that? Do they say, hey, here's your sheet of talking points? Yes. In fact, it's just boilerplate language to say, we need an economy that works for everyone. Fully funded Well, it already education. does. You just have to work. Right. Fully, you know, we have to have afford- affordable There's housing There's no such thing all. as fully funded education because the bar keeps getting moved. Right. Safe, there is no such thing. Safe, equitable So housing. she's full of B as in B, S as in S, like all the rest all of the, the mysterious. Yeah. Yet she got elected. Okay, but here's my theory. Here we go. We seem to be electing a class of American who believes that the people who work hard or have worked hard, Mm -hmm. raised families, own single-family dwellings, own their own transportation, have never been arrested for marijuana usage, and then you can start helping me fill in the blanks. What else? Uh... Have a clean record. Have a clean uh, driving record. Have a clean criminal record. Led. Paid back their student loans. Paid back their loans. Have led the life of squares. You were just squares. We want to be accommodated for our lifestyles in which we were not squares. We were... uh, drug users, we uh, were lazy, we had extensive criminal records, but well, we're we want to be, we, we want the equity. We want the equity along with all of you saps who played by the rules. We want our equity. You've even seen it where you got these morons arguing about which neighborhoods have more trees than other neighborhoods. All th- there being nothing to stop anyone from planting a tree. But you uh, you get politics, you get candidates like Suze Worley. Worried about the birds. Who uh, doesn't seem to have a grasp of how money works. 
that there's a there must be some a pot of money money out there and she would use it to create equity generally speaking well so does this uh, Lindsay Port hmm. whoever she is she's she's obviously a product of the failed academy at the U of M I guess do you know what her degree was in I did not, say did not say but it it must strike her as it was an example of inequity if you were arrested for marijuana use as all of us were uh, uh, susceptible to years ago it was illegal now you've taken the first step in making dope legal but that wasn't enough we want to pay people for using dope before it was legal. We want to have a pot of money set up for you. Where's my email on this? If I'd have known this, maybe I'd you know, indulged a little more. Uh, me too. <laughs> I have a great email on, on dope, on the weed. The weed. Uh, you just bear with the old marriage. Right Lindsay here. looks like she's well, probably in her mid forties, maybe. Whatever she does not specify her degree. Hobbies? Any hobbies? Uh, nope. Mm-hmm. Biographical details: Burnsville, married, two children. Well, uh, she got a family. Yeah. Tim writes: Ear uh, crack staff must have been on crack again. Because they failed to look into the complexity of dysfunctional Minnesota cannabis law passed by a Democratic legislature that could not have understood what the bill contained or they wouldn't have passed it in this form. I believe, Tim, we did say that. We we have discussed Mm -hmm. what a cluster bleep this is. But he's got some great points. As of Tuesday, yesterday, no, I'm sorry, this is Thursday already, isn't it? Yes, it is. Good Lord. As of Tuesday, Ogwan, Minnesotans can possess two pounds of pot. That's a lot for their personal use. Can I stop right here and ask a terribly stupid question? Yes. I deserve ridicule and mockery for asking it. I oh, think I know the answer, but now... Why did they stop at two? No. Why two pounds? When, when you see the pot for sale, for example, at the, at the Indian uh, Lodge... Uh, what's Red Lake Nation, is it? Yes. Okay. It's yep. selling it. And there are jars with clumps of marijuana in it. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. My stupid question is, is that what you take out of the jar and crumble up and, and roll a joint? <laughs> is that what it is? I, I wish Kenny was here. I don't know. I've never See, bought See, it's not that yes. dumb. I've never bought That's marijuana. what it's got to be for, yeah, right? It is, Or you yes. put the whole glob in a pipe, I guess. Yeah, or a, a bowl or a bong or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or a hookah. Hookah. Hookah this. I got your hookah right here. Hookah, hookah, hookah. Where am I? How do you start the pot? Do you put it in paper? You rub two sticks together. Where are my zigzags? Oh, Lord. Remember, I was always, always frightened to buy the zigzags. You know, I was like the guy in uh, Diner. I'll yeah. take a comb. Uh, her, her. Toad. 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 It was American graffiti. graffiti. Not, graffiti. Not, diner. not Diner. Not Whatever. Close enough. <laughs> a comb, a bottle of Old Harper. As if Tuesday, Ogwan, Minnesotans can possess two pounds of pot for their personal use. Further, they can have two ounces on their person without any legal issues. 
Also, you can smoke cannabis in front of a daycare or while standing in line at the state fair, as the legislators forgot to include restrictions or limitations on its outdoor use. Let me add that the fair just announced no smoking dope yep. inside the fairgrounds. Killed John's news story. While that is bad, the story gets weirder. You can now smoke pot legally in Minnesota. However, there are no retail outlets allowed to sell pot, with the exception of the tribal uh, situation, until 2025. Well, here he is. The exception being Indian reservations are allowed to sell it now. However, only Red Lake is signed on to sell pot to the public. Their thinking was they are hoping to use cannabis to wean kids off opioids. We are pulling for them, but not optimistic. Red Lake is a 500-mile round-trip drive from the cities, making it not so handy for your local pot smoker to buy his stash there. So your best option is to buy your pot from a local dealer who ultimately gets his supply from the Mexican drug cartels. Those opioid-selling, sex-trafficking, gang-banging, illegal immigrant-running cartels. So the the cartel is going to enjoy a rise in pot sales and profits for one and a half years thanks to the Minnesota legislature and their ill-conceived, nonsensical marijuana bill without any distribution plan. Buying pot from the local cartel guy is still illegal, but once it's in your pocket and it's under two ounces, you are good to go. What is wrong with our legislators? Well, (laughs) where do we start? I heard the bill's sponsor discussing her efforts to marshal the bill through the House. She said it was about equity because black people are arrested five times more frequently than whites. Well, I guess that's where the reparations come in. So this was the answer to that injustice. Equity equals we stand at the brink of nothing being illegal in this state. Good luck, Tim Groutman, official member of GL and staunch defender of seafoam and aquaside. Thank you, Tim. I have a question related to Tim's uh, letter. I'm glad he brought that up because as I read this, I thought, well, this is ridiculous. This is this is parody. This is asinine. This is whatever. And then I thought, why did no Republican legislators ever bring this little facet of the bill up? Did they just not know it was there? Were the they reparations for it? Yeah. It was in the bill. Why didn't they bring it up? Uh, I mean, because you know everybody think it's ridiculous. You know yes. who that's a question for? Representative O'Neill. Because right. she's the one that combed through all of this and brought a lot of it to our attention on the but, show. But I think I can, I think that's why, I, well, then it might have been only O'Neill who could have brought it up. And for all we know, she did. And I say only O'Neill because we saw her again, by the way, at our Friday night at the ball game. The Target Field takeover. A couple weeks ago, for whatever yeah. that was. Where you almost got killed by a fall ball. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and she is a trusted servant. She reads. Well, she's, she's like you. She reads the tuna fish recipes. She reads it all. Yeah. So to answer John's question, John, she might have been the only one to mm-hmm. have read that. Because I think what we learned in this last legislative session is how much, how many words are literally consumed to create a bill and how few legislators actually read every word. Yeah. So my well, answer to you would be, if if Mary, it's Marion, right? Yes, Marian if Marion didn't read it, I mean, if Marion read it, for all I know, she brought it up. Yeah, 
but didn't get anywhere. Well, there's only one reference in this story, a guy named uh, Nolan West from Blaine, who's a GOP state rep. Mm -hmm. He said he voted in favor of the new law, but doesn't support the grant program, which... Well, which uh, unfortunately he appears to be stuck with is voting for the law. Yeah, exactly. It's part so, of the law. I, I, I don't know. I did, that's what made me start thinking, well, why didn't any Republicans bring this up and, you know, argue against that part at least. But to conclude our fascination with reparations, if if in fact the the bar is accommodating concentrations of people who were convicted of things that are now legal, where in God's name do the reparations end? They don't. They don't. And we all know that. I think reparations is becoming another backdoor way of guaranteed income. Is it also some form of vote buying if you run on that campaign. Of course it promise. is. But I think I think reparations are becoming a, a, another means of bringing about the corrupted nonsense called equity. Remember, equity can only result in you losing freedom. Yeah. That's that's the only outcome it can possibly have. Equity cannot coexist with personal freedom. Because equity means you have to be the same as your this guy. Mm -hmm. Okay, there goes my freedom to be different, to achieve, to excel, to be an entrepreneur, to, to compete, to do whatever. Equity cannot co-survive with freedom. And it seems to me the more these ideologically corrupted legislators from the failed academy introduce things like reparations for even smoking weed... <laughs> then you this is another means for them to bring about the payments they believe will result in equity. Hmm. So there you have it. Why don't we come back with wow. John Height? Okay. okay. Does it say what Port's husband does? Does not. Well, you could Google her. You could might, you know, you can't just sit on one page. Keep looking around for stuff. I would. They don't have anything. They don't have it on uh, Wikipedia or her official state page. Well, I must say, I have never heard of her. Rook, as we bump back, I need Minnesota Masonic Charities, please. Got it. Before Johnny's news. Ooh, she she only won by three thousand votes. Yeah, fifty three percent. Who'd she beat? Uh, incumbent Dan Hall, Republican. When she in twenty sixteen she ran for the House of Reps and lost to Republican incumbent Roz Peterson. That tells me that Burnsville is close enough. Oh God, yes. To the tallest buildings, to be uh, to be infused with Mysterians. Bizarre, bizarre, bizarre. <laughs> Reparations for dope. Yeah, and that's the first thing I saw when I opened, the, you know, the paper today. Like, what the hell? What the hell? 
Steve Port on LinkedIn. Burnsville, Minnesota. I don't know if this Steve is Steve Port is his name? Yes. Self-employed, owner of Legion Events, Legion Games, Legion Supplies, CEO of Flatsware LLC. That's in 2020. 2022. Ultra Pro International, full-time. General manager. I don't know what that is. Legion Supplies. I don't either. It looks like he's a... He's got a job. He's got, yeah, he's got a gig. It's, he's not a... Uh, looks like a pilot or a... Fundraiser or Huh? Yeah. And you want Minnesota Masonic for me? Yes, sir. Do you want me to break Chris? Uh, yes, thing? and will you throw it to me, please? Yes. Yes, I will. And I still have Grund. All I got. Uh you ready, Joe? Yep. Okay. Rolling. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Love those wonderful, wonderful tones. Thank Tragically you. hip. Very nice. Um, it brings to mind a calmness. A calmness, which, of course, Minnesota Masonic Charities, they're on the Garage Logic podcast to tell you about themselves and some of the good things they do, not to pat themselves on the back, but just to show you what a great and what wonderful history they have at Minnesota Masonic Charities. And as you know, Minnesota Masonic Charities is one of the Minnesota's leading service organizations, and they've got a golf tournament for this charity. Just one another great example of what they do is the Minnesota Masonic Children's Clinic for Communication Disorders. It's located in Duluth. They provide early identification, treatment, support for childhood communication disorders, and have helped thousands of families unlock the world of communication, which is so wonderful, for their kids since 1900. Amazing work by amazing people. I'm going to give you the website. I want you to check it out, MasonicChildrensClinic.org. MasonicChildrensClinic.org. If you want to get involved, that's great. They're holding a golf tournament August 14th in Duluth. That's just around the corner. Call 218-390-0864. 218-390-0864 if you want to participate in that golf tournament. Minnesota Masonic Charities, compassionate, committed, and oh, so capable. John, may I read something before your news? Certainly. Uh, Tim Buck, too, is how he signs his emails. He always comes up with some interesting stuff. Yesterday, uh, I found myself somewhat marveling at, I was alive when the last Civil War veteran mm, died yes. in Duluth. Mm -hmm. I recall. At the age of 106 in 1955, a Civil War veteran died. Mm. I was on Earth yeah. when a Civil mm. War veteran died. That's cool. In yesterday's history segment, you commented about living contemporaneously with the last remaining veteran of the Civil War. But an even more amazing story of longevity involves the family of President John Tyler. <laughs> Are you aware this. of this, John? Yes, this I'm is very amazing. Aware. Uh -huh. Who was our tenth president? John Tyler was born in the 18th century, okay. 1790 to be exact. His presidency began in 1841. 
20 years before the start of the Civil War. Yet one of his biological grandsons, Henry Tyler, is 95 years old and living in Virginia. Shut up. (laughs) While the math for a president born in the 18th century may seem impossible, it's due to the fact the former president and his son both lived very long lives and both had children very late in life. President John Tyler had 15 children, and he continued to father children well into his 60s. He had remarried a woman who was 30 years his junior. He had a son, Lion Tyler, when he was 63 years old. Lion Tyler, L-Y-O-N, followed in... (laughs) Yep, four o'clock, honey. Lion Tyler followed. <laughs> God, you know, <laughs> Lion Tyler followed in his father's footsteps by a mar- by marrying a woman who was thirty five younger than younger thirty five years younger than him, and he fathered a son when he was seventy five. Wow. Now let me pause right there. Aren't some current People up to that. Uh, Tony Randall was. Uh, and uh, Al Pacino yeah, and the rest yeah. of these goofballs. Okay, and he fathered, his, and he fathered <laughs> his son when he was 75 years old. That son is Harrison Tyler, who is living in Virginia today. The three generations of the Tyler family spend, span four centuries. The 18th, the 19th, the 20th, and the 21st centuries. So Harrison Tyler could rightfully make two astounding claims. His grandfather was the 10th president of the United States, and his dad was 12 years old when President Lincoln was assassinated. Wow. 28 years old when President Garfield was assassinated, and 48 years old when President McKinley was assassinated. We often think we live in tumultuous times, but millions of Americans lived through a civil war and three presidential assassinations in a 36-year period. Wow. Thank you, Tim. That is really cool. That is just amazing. Where is, what is his residence currently? Who? You said he's 95. He's, he's in Virginia. Virginia. And his name is Harrison Tyler. Wow. Uh, let me double-check that. Yes, Harrison Tyler is 95 years old and living in Virginia, a descendant of the 10th president of the United States. That's cool. Here's John Height. In the news, more marijuana news. Uh, It's only been about 48 hours since recreational marijuana became legal here, and businesses and law enforcement are already butting heads over what products are okay to sell and what's not. We're stunned. Faribault Police Chief John Sherwin said yesterday it was the start of a new era for legalized marijuana. And on Tuesday, the first day of legal recreational marijuana, police seized nearly two dozen plants from what they called a tent sale outside a Faribault tobacco shop. Sherwin says even if the plants are not yet producing THC, the ingredient that makes a user high, they are what he calls an instrument of potential crime. The chief said the flower is not developed, the bud is not developed, but when it does, it's certainly going to be at a level that exceeds that threshold. But Matt Little, the founding partner of Nuquana, a Waseca-based licensed hemp company, disagrees. He said it's a house plant that we're selling. There is no THC in the plant. Little says it was he who put the plants on the market. He says he consulted with his attorneys and he has the right to sell non flowering 
plants. Well, Tom Gallagher, an attorney with the Minnesota chapter of the Marijuana Advocacy Group Normal, says there's some confusion in the new law because it doesn't have any specific language about immature plants. He notes that no one has been arrested. This is the police chief again. Notes that no one has been arrested and that his department is consulting with prosecutors to see how to proceed and move forward with this case. Police say a man has died, another injured during a shooting in St. Paul. According to police in St. Paul, officers called to the 90 block of Manitoba Avenue West just before 11 o'clock last night for the report of a shooting. When police got there, they said they found a man who had been shot in the head. He died at the scene. Meanwhile, another man who police say was grazed by a bullet was taken to Regions Hospital. No other details on his condition. The man who died has yet to be identified. His death is the 21st homicide this year within the city of St. Paul. If you have any details about the shooting, which could help St. Paul officers with the investigation, you are asked to contact the department's homicide unit at 651-266-5650. Metro Transit Police Chief Ernest Morales III gave his quarterly crime report for bus and light rail routes to the Metropolitan Council yesterday. That report shows that during the first six months of 2023, crimes such as weapons, drugs, assaults, and theft rose 40%. Yeah, compared to the same time period in 2022. Uh, Part of that, of course, there's more riders, but part of it, well, there's more crime. Chief Morales, who's been on the job since late February, said there is a bright spot because during his brief tenure, the crime numbers have started to trend downward. So they were higher at one point, apparently. He credited his officers for interacting better with the community and targeting crime hot spots. Morales also said Metro Transit PD is still down about 65 officers, but his staff is working on an aggressive recruitment campaign to try and attract new officers, even some as far away as New York, to join the Metro Transit Police Department. He says the real challenge will come in October when the temps start to fall and more people hang out in the buses. You know, this fits with your theory of um, treating people less than, because mm-hmm. unfortunately, it, the, the Metro Transit isn't designed for the likes of, of us on it for a commuting purpose, but there are people that need that mm-hmm. to get to work, to get their kids, to go get groceries, and, and they now, it's completely unsafe. It's too dangerous. It's way too dangerous. I saw a fight on a platform leaving here two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Gateway. <laughs> West Westgate. 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 I'll make sure it Westgate. And it wasn't ours. It was the one that's just down here by the... Uh, yeah. I'll meet you under the clock at Westgate. <laughs> yeah, just like it's Europe. <laughs> 600 Kowalski's Markets, West Metro workers who were slated to walk off the job tomorrow, instead overwhelmingly ratified a two-year contract with 2 to $4 hourly pay increases by spring of 2025. United Food and Commercial Workers Local 663 announced the voting results last evening. At the lower end of the scales, a store retail specialist starts at an hourly wage of 13 and a quarter, going up to $20.30 after five years. That's according to the previous contract on the union's website that expired March 5th. Full-time food handlers and pharmacy employees started at $15.45, going to $26.83 an hour after five years. So both those will go up by 2 to $4. The contract ratified Wednesday offers pay equity measures and expands 401k access to all union members and secures increased contributions. Union members were also able to secure their own union health care plan versus going to the grocer's plan and will not have to pay contributions for two years. That bleeping late rail. It was sold like an F. Scott Fitzgerald story. 
I'll be wearing my tennis sweater, and I'll, I'll find you under the clock at Gateway, and we'll go to the Harvard-Yale game. Yes. Yes. After tw- tripping over someone's poop. After 20 or years. Needle. Yeah. 20 years in business, Minneapolis Tiki Bar Psycho Susie's Waterfront Lounge is closing on August 19th. For the past two decades, we welcomed you through our tiki-laden jungle, wrote Leslie Bach on the bar's Facebook page. All good things must come to an end, and this psycho Susie is ready to hang it up and put on her retirement hat. Well, she must be an old-timer, huh, Susie? Yeah, I don't know. Been, I've never been there. It's a great place. I, oh, I always wanted to go there because I bet it was cool. It is very it's cool. very cool. Uh, and they just also, moved. When did they move the location, Johnny? Was that about? It's less than ten it's, years ago, right? It's less than ten years. Yeah, but they just basically moved it down the block. They didn't really move. Well, it's on the river, far. right? Uh, she also owned Betty Dangers, which was across the street, which was also very cool with the Ferris wheel mm-hmm. in the middle of the restaurant. Well, she had a theme problem. Over the, over the years, the bar has hosted a lot of events that range from live bands, fire breathers, and puppy pageants to Halloween costume dance parties, parking lot carnivals, and a tiki tram offering tiki transportation. At the end of her Facebook post, Bach wrote, I humbly pass the torch. What, what's your name? Who is Psycho Susie? What's your That's name? What I'm trying to find Les- out. Leslie I Bach. Got, I got sidetracked by the Just Psycho a minute. Susie Just burger. a minute, Rook. Be quiet. Leslie what? Bach, B-O-C-K. B-O-C-K. Correct. Wonder if any relation to uh, the food fraudster. Wasn't her name Bach? Amy. Amy Bach? I th- was it B? I think that was B. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think it was Amy Bach, B-O-C-K. Hmm. I wonder if she's related to the fraudster. Not I'm sure. I'm not saying she is. I would like to know. I'm not that. saying she is. But I would like to know the real reason why they're why they're closing Well, that's doors. what I'm asking about the owner. Is she? Maybe she's 80 years old. I'm trying to find out. Or she, maybe... Uh, she is. Uh, she's retiring, Chris. I retiring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Well, Chris, I don't know uh, why you'd find problems with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because because you know, really successful uh, businesses like that just say, you know what, it's just time for us to shut. What do you down. want her to be embalmed and still working there? No, I'm just wondering. It's just weird that you know she wasn't able to maybe sell it or. I'm talking about the climate in Minneapolis right now, and let's all not let's stop well, kidding that's, ourselves. That's that not, not really an area that's horrible. I mean, I, I drive through there all the time. You I, don't I, think owning a business in Minneapolis, right there, Johnny, has become you know problematic? At, let's right? say in the last. He's up northeast. Yeah, it's, it's John. I've been there a hundred times. I know yeah, exactly it's, where it is. I'm saying uh, owning a business in this state has become an issue. Yeah, okay, okay, then. That's just your opinion, man. I'm going to move right along here. The new uh, Prince Rogers Nelson Memorial Highway sign was officially installed this morning. It's too long. (laughs) It's too long of a word. Minnesota Department of Transportation installed the purple sign along eastbound Highway 5 east of Autumn (sighs) Road in Chanhassen. It happened at about 10 this morning. Why don't we Did somebody go out there and cut the ribbon and the whole deal? Well, they had a group of people out there, and there was a picture with all kinds of news photographers. You'll see it on all your news. Tonight, did they? I'm did sure. they get the gov for this one, or is he tied up with? Didn't somebody? see the gov. Didn't oh, see yeah. the gov. I saw some family members, his sister, Prince's sister, etc. So I see. Uh, why don't we take a short break before we do some more news here and uh, send it over to Mr. Reavers? Thank you, John. You know, when I want to support a Minnesota business that likes to stay in business, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, I'm talking about my I friends. I support Psycho Susie. I like Psycho Susie's. I'm Me not ripping too. Psycho Susie's Love at that. all. I wish I would have gone there. Uh, another Minnesota business is Hofferman Water. You know what's cool about them Maybe is they have when, iced tea. 
Hofferman yeah. water? No, it's just water, Joe. Oh. They don't do iced tea at <laughs> okay. Hofferman. Yeah. But that would make the best iced tea. But you know what's neat about them is not only are you going to get the best drinking water, as Joe mentioned, to make iced tea, coffee, whatever you want. That's that's job number one at Hofferman Water. But they also update you. In fact, I just got this email earlier today. Hey, Chris, we're following up on your schedule reminder to change your filters. And you know what? I would have completely forgot. But thanks to the Hofferman Water people, they remind me, hey, dummy, Time to change your filter on your drinking water system and your water softener. This is why they're the best, because they're not just in it to make the initial sale. No, they want to take care of you over the course of time to make sure that your systems are running at the best that they can possibly do. So get on the schedule right now, 952-894-4040. That's their phone number. You can also look them up on their website, which is, of course, HoffermanWater.com. You can check out every single system that they have to offer, whether it is a drinking water system, a water softener, whatever you're looking for, they're going to be able to take care of you and your family. You get that new system. And Viola, you've got the best water going. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please tell them that you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Chris, they moved in 2010. God, I'm horrible with time. Horrible. 2010? Yeah, 2010. Taylor Swift? Wow. Opened in 2003 and moved in 2010. You know what that is? Happiness. That's happiness. At a cost. At a cost. At a cost. <laughs> You're just getting a video now? No. No, he just Oh, he just popped up. Yeah, uh, Leslie Bach will not... Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It was put up for sale last September. Hmm, weird. Nobody wanted it, huh? 2022, nobody bought. Hmm, weird. You got a lot of Psycho Susie places down where you live in the forest? We actually have a, we actually have a neat uh, local bar scene. Yeah. Well, they did. We have the Pickled Pig, which is really cool. I like they did want $6 million for it, so that may have had something to do with why nobody wanted to buy but it. But again, you're missing my point here entirely, I John. get your point, but sometimes, Chris, I think you're crazy. Don't take that personally. John, okay, I'm going to yes. say the F word. How the fuck am I crazy? <laughs> I worked in the service industry for a decade in, in Minneapolis. Well, I still some, think you're crazy. John, John, that, John, John, John. No, sometimes you're wrong. You're John, pig, John, I love you. You're freaking wrong. You're wrong. Sometimes you're wrong. John, this was a multi-million dollar business. She knew, and most of it's done during the summertime, and she knows, okay, I'm not going to be able to sell this place. That's my entire yeah. point. Because of the overregulation in this state and it, and the ones that are, the the one that is coming, that's why. Yeah, the story from September also said she was losing money and has the numbers to show it. So. And I wonder why. Why is she losing money, John? Crime is uh, out of control. People are not going downtown. She can't sell the place. You are downtown, missing my downtown. freaking point. It's not downtown. I, you know what? God, I hate you guys sometimes. <laughs> I really do. I haven't even said much. Uh, Joe, will you stop it, please? <laughs> I don't know much about Psycho Susie. I did say the F word. I feel bad, counsel. I'm sorry. I, You know, on second thought, I, I'm not going anywhere where they got a sword swallower. I'm not. I'm hey, now. Hey I, don't now. I, don't, I don't need that. Or a fire <laughs> thrower or whatever the hell it is. Try me again. Uh, it was a fun Ooh. place. I like Betty Dangers better, actually, though. It's because they, they had live music. They had the music. Ferris wheel. Yeah, they had the fair, and they had cool, weird statues you could go sit by. Like I got a, on all my social media. Remember, a Corn Woman, Rook. 
I am corn woman. Never heard. Hear me roar. I'm seeing Psycho as kind of a corn yes. woman. Yes, yes. <laughs> she would fit right in. All right. Well, corn woman was I, cool uh, looking. Yeah, she was great. All we got left is the grunt. That's grunt. right. My uh, social media picture is a picture of me sitting by a donkey. That's from Betty Dangers. That's interesting. I just always love the picture. Yeah. Right, are you a donkey? You know, well, we get the rim shot ready, Reavers, before John starts. No, no. Well, when we're on the air. What? We lost uh, him. Which one do you like better? Oh, that one. Oh. That one. I also like the rim shot, and then there's the the bass drum. You guys know that one. What? I'm, Can't I'm, find any Leslie Bach. Yeah, me neither. I believe you could look She didn't get a lot of ink in the local news. Uh, well, every story world. normally they would say, you know, Bach, 48. Well, decided. it's because after she got married she to jo uh, Ryan Turner, she was just trying to take care of business. Who? I don't Bach know. Turner Overdrive. Oh, that is really. It's I'm going to swear now. I'm going to say the F word. <laughs> Fail. I see a picture now, too, so there. Truth, Justice, and the Souteray. John. Yes? Before you resume, I have to tell you that I was reading that the entire nation of Canada was shocked to learn that Justin Trudeau was married to a woman. See? Yeah. That was from the, I think the B reported that. Ah, since yeah. uh, since Kenny's not here, let me do it for him, okay? Yeah. That's, that's good stuff, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I have to laugh. Uh, in other news, barricades are up as Donald Trump is due in federal court this afternoon oh. to answer the charges he sought to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election. Uh, that'll be about 3 o'clock our time. Uh, some Republicans rushing to defend him, uh, but two high-profile members of the party are taking him to task. Uh, Judge Michael Ledig, remember him? Uh, he no. was going to be a Supreme Court justice, but uh, then some things happened where he wasn't. Uh, conservative former federal judge, uh, he was castigating Trump. He said, quote, this is all the more tragic and regrettable because the former president has cynically chosen to inflict this embarrassing spectacle on the nation. Never again will the world be inspired by America's democracy in the way that it has been inspired since America's founding almost 250 years ago because of Donald Trump. Bill Barr. Trump's former attorney general warned Republicans to be careful of getting caught up in President Trump's carnage. In a televised interview, Barr said loyalty with the former president is a one-way street. The former attorney general also described Trump's alleged actions as nauseating and despicable. He said someone who engaged in that kind of bullying about a process that's fundamental to our system and to our self-government shouldn't be anywhere near the Oval Office. Uh, Trump followers, he doesn't care about you. He only cares about him. And you giving him money for his defense. And your money that you send him now has to go to pay these Ovaltine rapper lawyers he's finally got his hands on because he's exhausted any good lawyer. They're done with him. Ovaltine. That's an old reference, Joe. Yeah. Do they still make Ovaltine? I was wondering the same thing when you said that, actually. That's a good hot cup of cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, this would be some very strange television. Governors Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom have tentatively agreed to debate 
on Fox News. The Florida Republican and California Democrat have repeatedly uh. sparred over policies on their respective states. A DeSantis, a Republican, is trailing former President Donald Trump for the presidential nomination, while Newsom has brushed aside questions about his own presidential ambitions. The showdown between the two seemed unlikely as DeSantis ramped up, uh, ramped up his presidential campaign. On Wednesday, DeSantis agreed, telling Fox News' Sean Hannity, absolutely, I'm game, just tell me where and when. An aide to Newsom told the political website that governor was also the governor was also in. Newsom's office had sent a formal request offer to Fox News last week with a proposed debate dates of November 8th or November 10th. You bring the cucumber sandwiches and I'll bring a <laughs> thermos of cocoa. We will enjoy that on the light rail train as we go to the Minnesota-Wisconsin game. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Man. Eliezer Bush. Did you watch an English documentary recently? Oh. Is that <laughs> no. I just, I mean, just the way they sold it, it was just such BS. It was just amazing. Look, look at the names of the stops. I'll, I'll meet you under the clock at Gateway. Eliezer <laughs> <laughs> Bush says its U.S. sales and profits plunged in the second quarter as drinkers abandoned Bud Light, but the beer giant defended the brand, saying it's still viewed favorably by consumers. Wait. Uh, we don't know that. <laughs> the world's largest brewer has suffered through a difficult few months in the U.S., where Bud Light sales have tanked after transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney posted an image on Instagram of a personalized can that AB InBev had gifted her. The post sparked an uproar, angered Bud Light's core consumers, propelled AB InBev to put the marketing executive who oversaw the collaboration on leave. Uh, today, this morning, AB InBev said its second quarter revenue in the U.S. dropped 10.5%, while earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization fell 28.2%. The company attributed the big profit drop to losing market share as well as spending more on marketing and support for distributors who've been battered by the slump in Bud Light. The brewer said they commissioned a survey of 170,000 consumers in the U.S. Uh, said most of them saw the brand as favorable, about 80%. One more, Johnny, because I got some stuff to read to you that you're going right. to love. Do I'm you know what, what um, President uh, John Tyler's nickname was? Uh, I can guess. <laughs> His accidency. Really? Because accidency. he was the first vice president to take over after the death of, um, what's his name? Mm -hmm. His accidency. From, from, uh, yeah, but from there are the, other nicknames I think he had. I, I thought he would have a pneumonia. nickname more related to how many children he right. had. Wasn't he, wasn't he? Wasn't he also Tyler? Wasn't, wasn't he also tip a canoe and Tyler too? That's it? right. That's I right. You know, in fact, you don't even need another one, John. There you don't go. even need another story. Well, I got a good one. I, all right, I, let's hear it. I, I'm going to tell you how to live longer. All but right, it's, but it's all obvious stuff. So yeah, it's a new drink. new study from the American Society of Nutrition's uh, uh, annual meeting. They they announced this. Uh, practicing eight healthy habits at age 40 associated with an additional 24 years of life for men, for women uh, at age 40 with 21 extra years added to their lives. Here's what you have to do. You ready? You have to, number one, exercise. I do that. Number two, don't have an addiction to opioids. I have. I do not. Two for two right now. Yep. Avoid smoking. I do that. I avoid smoking. Oh, we might have one here. Manage your stress levels. <laughs> Uh, that's iffy. Okay. Uh, adhere to a healthy diet. I have that. No binge drinking. Yeah, those days are done. 
prioritizing good sleep. Yeah, like a good night's sleep. And maintaining positive social relationships. I think so. Six out of eight ain't bad. Even <laughs> only adding one of the habits is good for you. Could provide an extra three and a half to four and a half years of life. Yeah, I'm just, sure that's true. Just two of the behaviors add seven more years. So, you know. Is this on top of your expected lifespan? Uh, yeah, well, that's the way I took it, yes. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't make well, that whatever. That's the way I took it. So, uh, well, here now, I don't know what this does for your lifespan, but it sure as hell is good for dinner. A root beer float brat. Mm. Oh, that's, uh, that, 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 I'm willing to uh, learn. It's is, root beer float you, season. When do you have a kid making a run? I want a pack of root beer root beer float brats. I'll give you the I'll have to find the out. money. I'll get Gabe up there. That's at Grunhofer's in Hugo, just north of Hugo on Highway 61. That's the newest brat in the inventory. Root beer float brat. It sounds great. Mm-hmm. Well. There's 140, 145 different flavors of brats, not to mention all the other meats, including thick-cut, double-smoked ham and bacon and chops and steaks and chicken and salmon and you name it. It's a it's a meat emporium where garage logicians have turned out in record numbers. Record numbers. Not only in Hugo, at the Grunhoffers in Hugo, but in the Forest Lake location. You're going up north, you got your cooler in the back of the rig. Pull off 35, go east for about two seconds. There's Grunhoffers on 97 in Forest Lake. Boom. Load up the cooler, back to the freeway, bing, bang, boom, you're up to the lake. Love it. Talking to a guy Love last it. night who goes up Danbury Way. He goes up 35. Okay. He can swing off and go to Grunhoffers in Forest he Lake. He makes a move. Yeah, where they're also looking for employees, by the way, if you've ever wondered about a career in the meat industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. It's the best. We've known that for a long time. Spencer's been with us almost from day one. It's Grunhofer's in Hugo. This just in nine yes, minutes yes, ago yes. via um, Instagram, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. They got a sale. A summer sale, 33% what? off hamburger patties. Yep. Um, Ribeyes, seventeen ninety nine a pound. Ooh. New York strips, sixteen ninety nine a pound. That, those are better prices than the grocery store, aren't they? Yeah, you better get up there or check them out on their Instagram, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo and Forest Lake. Commencing Garage Logic segment number three. <laughs> Forgotten about that. Quality stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Da, de, 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 de. Let's go. Acapulco. Yes. yes. Love that. <laughs> John, I listened to the Wilco song. What'd you think, Joe? Uh, average. Yeah, and nothing uh, nothing terribly tune. exciting. Decent tune, though. Yeah. Why don't they let that guitarist let his hair down more often like he did in Impossible Germany? Nels. Yeah, Nels. Nels uh, puts out his own albums if you want to hear him play guitar, but they're a little, oh. they're a little uh, shall we say, different than what Wonky. you Wonky. Avant-garde. There's some avant-garde, there's some straight jazz. There's, it's, uh, he's, a, he's a really good player. Let's just put it that way. I play that one already. Play it, you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> <They're> not, 
I will tell you. Right. <laughs> well, yep. we're waiting. Dang it. Sorry, this is. All right. You ready? Let's do this. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Because. <clears throat> what? <laughs> because Gumption County has its own law enforcement. Let's hear from the Gumption County deputy on the Ricky Cobb State Patrol situation. Do you see the family of Ricky Cobb? I, I'm not on a Trump watch. Not Trump. What's his name? Crump. Trump. Trump. Has Trump. Trump arrived in town I yet? I have not seen him here yet. No, the family is calling for those troopers to be fired. The investigation hasn't even begun, really. But here's our own Gumption County deputy. I am writing today in response to your theory regarding that cops should receive training on how to deal with uncooperative people. There have been uncooperative people since the beginning of police. You are correct when you say we will encounter people every day who will not cooperate with us. That is a fact. It usually takes a new cop less than one full day of police work to realize people are not going to be cooperative. There always have been and always will be people who refuse to cooperate and are obstinate from the word go when dealing with police. We do receive training on how to deal with such people. This is cop 101 stuff. Woulda, coulda, shoulda is all well and good after the fact. However, in the fluidity of a situation, real time does not allow every single option to be weighed, discussed, mulled over, vetted, voted on, and sent to an MBA to determine the metrics of all the possible outcomes. That would be great if that was the case. You also suggested the cops should take some sort of action like dropping stop sticks in front of the person's car when it becomes apparent that the person they are dealing with is uncooperative. To take this secondary action sounds like a great idea, but when you are engaged with someone trying to get a situation resolved, in this case a warrant arrest, you cannot simply call time out to take some sort of secondary actions and then go back to dealing with the person. I fully understand what you are getting at to try to uh, get people to comply for the safety of everyone involved. However, you should know people drive over stop sticks all the time and their vehicles are not fully disabled. To someone motivated to get away, the stop sticks would have zero effect. Perhaps having snow plows park in front of cars stopped by police would potentially prevent someone from driving away from a traffic stop. Although the logistics of assigning snowplows to follow squad cars around for this task are likely not feasible. At the end of the day, you are dealing with bad guys and they are not playing by any rules. Right. The troopers knew they were dealing with someone who had a felony warrant. This person had to go to jail because he was a danger to others. The subject drove forward on his own free will, knocking the troopers over and dragging them in the process. The troopers had a duty to protect the public at large and a right to protect themselves. Not one of those troopers wanted to shoot anyone. As always, pushing back, signed the Gumption County deputy. All right. Speaks with authority. 
I have a note from Dan in Buckley, Washington. Hmm. The topic of towing a Tesla was briefly discussed on the August 2nd podcast, and Kenny speculated that Tesla might have a network of towing contractors or drivers because it's a specialty that may be hard to locate in some instances. Well, the story I can tell you is that there are tow truck drivers who now specialize and probably make their entire living towing EVs. Mm. My sister has a Tesla, and they took it on a road trip from Duluth to Bozeman, Montana this past spring. They had some other sites they wanted to see along the way, so took a roundabout route through South Dakota. Lo and behold, they had problems with the car outside of Rapid City and decided that it's not going to take a charge. For a normal car, one would think you could have it towed into Rapid City and have it fixed and be on your way. It turns out that not only are there no Tesla service locations in Rapid City, there are no service centers in South Dakota, North Dakota, Western Nebraska, Montana, or your new home state of Wyoming. They had to have Larry the Towing Guy come almost 400 miles from Longmont, Colorado, to pick them up and take them in their car to a dealership just north of Denver. Wow. Now, I don't remember his real name, but I'm sure my sister does because they got to sit in the tow truck with him for six hours. <laughs> they left the car there, rented a normal gas car to get to Bozeman for the week, and then drove back down to Colorado on the way home to pick up their electric one. Total cost, towing. $1,700. Rental man. car, rental car, $700. Car repair, $300. Top it off with hotels and gas, and they ended up with quite a bill. Regards, Dan in Buckley, Washington. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I looked up uh, I looked up U.S. Tesla service centers. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of them in Texas, Florida, and California. Mm-hmm. And, and the rest of the country is very spotty. And I got a great uh, note from Joe down in Texas. He has the precocious 10-year-old. He said, I usually email about my 10-year-old and some GL thing he does or my political observations, etc. I have not emailed much about my work. A lot of my work involves analytics, business intelligence, and data science. I went down a rabbit hole this morning after a conversation with a co-worker about the weather. She insisted that it is settled science that this year was the hottest on record everywhere. I downloaded weather data for 210 U.S. cities for the last 100 years and started digging in. Did you know that over the last 100 years there is no trending difference in the average daily high for July in Minneapolis? There are some years above average and some below. In the 1930s, there were a few years in a row above average. In the 1990s, there were years trending below the average. This year, the average high temp for July in Minneapolis was 84 degrees. In the last 100 years, there were over 20 years on an average daily high over 84 degrees. So this year was not even in the top 20. Hmm. The annual high Temp for July in Minneapolis over the last 100 years was 84 degrees. I just read that. There are cities that are above normal and cities below normal. North Texas, it was a few degrees above normal. We hit 106 yesterday and have been 100 for the past month or more. But that is not uncommon here. I found it interesting and thought you might as well. The attached graph 
shows the average daily high for Minneapolis in the last 100 years. And the graph just shows that it's exactly what you think it's been. Up, down, up, down, up, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. So, and finally, only because they come to us all the way. Where are we? Uh, Oh, they're in... uh, Stavanger, Norway. Ah, the Norway. traveling Lymans are in Stavanger, Norway with this date in history. And boy, Minnesota, we did nothing on August 3rd. <laughs> what? One lousy entry. August boo, 3rd. Boo. On this day. August 3rd. In 1794. What? We have to go back to 1794. Sheesh. President Tyler had another child. (laughs) French-Canadian canoe paddlers at the Northwest Company's fur trading post at Rainy Lake threatened to quit unless they were given a raise. To what? I don't know. What year? 1794. And they recorded that. And that's all we have. That is a a commentary on us, isn't it? You know what you get for that one? Noted. 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 Thank you, GLers. Uh, Holy buckets. What? What happened, Rook? Rookie is. Since everyone stopped talking, Rookie's showing something to Joe on his computer. Uh, GLers, do us a favor. Hit the subscribe button on the Garage Logic YouTube channel. For those of you that are still on the fence about joining us at the Chanhassen Dinner Theater for the Garage Logic 30 year anniversary, well, guess what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God. The uh, tickets are 87% sold out. That's awesome. And uh, find out more at garagelogic.com. Dinner at 5 30, show is at 7 30. To get your tickets. Did you uh, cover me there? I, I did. I did. We'll be here tomorrow. At least <laughs> they will. Maybe. I, I don't not, know. Not me. Sorry. <laughs>God like that, man. That's how you do stuff, man. He did it. He did it. Where in God's name did he get the work ethic? I don't know, but he he that's all he's done. That's all he has done for five years. Well, it pays off. Yes. You know how that works. Oh man. You're wearing still. your ribbon of metal. <laughs> that's what I get. I get, I get precious metal was what I get from so my wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Five years ago at this time, we were still doing a radio show. That's true. Yep. Yes. So he's done that in a second. <laughs> well, we've created a podcast. We have. And we're going to sell it to Zillow. Pay reparations for <laughs> dope smokers? Question mark. Stories, Chris. Stories. Yes, please. Pay. I'll give him my congratulations, Rook. And your and your Bizjournals.com. Mm-hmm. Pay reparations. Sorry. Pay reparations for dope smokers? Question mark. Okay. Gumption County Trooper on the Ricky Cobb case. R-I-C-K-E-Y? Or is it just Y? I don't know. Look that up. 
Uh, well, here I yeah, can find I got, it. I got it right here. It's R I C K Y. C O B B. C O B B is the second. The rookie or, Okay. What was the president's name? Henry Tyler. Stephen. John, isn't it? <laughs> Wasn't it John? Jonathan. I got it. I got it here. Well, his name wasn't John Tyler. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> John it Tyler, tenth U.S. president. John Tyler. John yep, Tyler. Yep, president John Tyler's <laughs> grandson is still living among us. Anything else besides Johnny Height? No. No. Let's see what the temp is. Warm. It's sticky. Sticky. 90. Oof. 90 right now? I'll tell you who's going to have a good night tonight. I'll tell you who's happy. Is Mrs. Yeah. Mrs. <laughs> the young Mrs. McCullough. <laughs> She's I think her family is too. Because they were wondering, what's this What's this plan? What, what, is they, what are they going to do with this startup company? The plan is exactly what he wanted it to be. Something you could sell and make money. Wow. All right, boys, I'll go uh, see about getting that new fart button. Yeah, get that. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> uh... Oh, come on. Right. Yo. Did he and his partners have lawyers representing them in the sale? Uh, very expensive lawyers. He always complained about that. Yep. I think he can afford it now. Yeah. Tell them all I want is a car that people don't make fun of. <laughs> Me too. I saw you looking at my car the other day. Brooke, I think. Well, whose was that? I was going back to my triumph mechanic. Got it. You look good in it. You look good at it. Yeah, he looked smooth. Looked like Jack Nicholson. He was driving a, is it a Chrysler uh, convertible? Uh, Brooke, I was just thinking, you know, uh, I think our... It's not a lottery win, John. Our, our lottery deal <laughs> is related to this situation. <laughs> <Yes>. so. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I, I didn't have the balls to ask him. I yeah. thought it would be inelegant to say... And so he's your kid. I know, but I wanted him to. Oh, I, you I saw know. it in the business journals? Is that what you said? I just saw it right now in the biz, bizjournals.com. Business, no, I'm so I, I don't, it's not, it's not verified, but. Well, <laughs> close enough. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> McLaren, thank you, sir. Then followed up with also F. He's going to listen every day. Every day. Yeah. He's a town council member. You might know we're talking about him right now. I, <laughs> I highly doubt he's listening to the podcast. But 
to be a member of Business Journal. Why the hell do they have a? Yeah, but I thought I've gotten news stories there before. I don't remember ever. Yeah, don't I, don't I'm not a member of this. Weird. What are you talking about? Weird. Uh, that one's Biz Journal's Boston. Oh, they, they they do all the cities, oh, so you pick your I city. See. I see. I see. And they just wrote that because they got started in 2019 in Boston with one customer wow. on the south side, and then moved to Texas right. because of taxes. Yeah. Oh, there it is. There it is. We noticed you might be using an ad blocker. Keep reading for only four dollars. You bastards. Yeah, that's not going to happen. That bastard. I'll just I'll just listen to Rook. Uh, he already told me so. Yeah, I know the yeah. story. Yeah, Ray. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. <sighs> I hate it that I wore a T-shirt that's longer underneath than my polo shirt. Oh, yeah, I hate that, too. Yes, that drives me crazy. That's the worst, too. That's the worst. <clears throat> uh, Chris, you got my uh, check, uh, yeah, time sheet, I right? I did. Okay. I did. And then I sent you stories a little while ago. Well, that's right. You're off tomorrow, right, Johnny? Yeah, thur. Gotcha. Yeah, thur. Uh, and then. Just traded a bunch of messages with Stephen C. He's all set for the 14. John, I did not get your email. Which one? Your your stories one. Oh my God, Chris! Let go to my set items again. It's not even in my. It's not. I just went to my spam. It's not in there either. It says it sent it, but let me forward it just like I did yesterday and see if you get the, it. Then. The thing, the the problem we're having here, and it's the same thing with Kenny getting the link for me every day. We mm -hmm. increased the security here internally, and which is great because now it's made it problematic to get and receive messages and emails from, you know, people that I effing work with. Yeah, that would suck. On the show, so it's, it's a lot of fun. Okay, I just forwarded the one I sent you to start with, so hopefully you'll get one of those. I got shortly. it. Yeah, I just got yeah. it. Isn't that weird? It'll take the forward, but not the original. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's just great. <laughs> I don't think it is. I think you're lying. I think you're lying to me, Chris. Yeah, it's just great. It's just, everything's just great. <clears throat> uh, Steven sent me a uh, note saying, why don't you send me Dill's bumps and I'll work on them. I said, no, there's, we're just going to show up and play, you know. Blues and A and rock and G and ballad and F, you know, that kind of thing. He was fine with that. It should work. No. Talked to Mishki this morning. How's he Tommy doing? He would, he's doing good. He's got a book coming out. Oh, really? Yeah, University Press, the Minnesota, you know, the history, whatever it is. I never remember. Minnesota History Press or whatever. 
yeah. about about winter. So uh, he's he said he's going to stop out one day and he's going to walk over and see us at the fair. He said, "That's cool." He Remember should because that the that, molder that means we can use him as a guest. <laughs> yeah, but will Joe freak out? Not if there's no guest book that day. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the email from Susan. Thanks for sending that, Rook. I'll follow up. So I don't want to get yelled at again this year. That's the second time I've been yelled at with my kids at the fair. I mean. Remember the first time when Brad did it? Oh, my said, God. Hey, uh, is this something that maybe we could have done when my, I think William was three at the time? Yeah. Yeah, about that. He's like, I didn't kick the shit out of him that day. God, I was so mad. Like, you really have to do this right now? You know, can you not wait until tomorrow? Right. But uh, the problem was, he, uh, he could say stuff like that to me, but couldn't do it to you guys. Janelle Klein. Oh. What does she want? Holy crap. The Bacon Brothers are at the Liney stage this year. I thought we talked about that. Did we? Yes. Celebrating meatloaf. It's interesting. Aren't they at kind of decent? I, I'm sure they're all very professional. Yeah, I mean. Because I remember he came in with his brother when I was working at City. Are you talking about the Bacon Brothers? Yeah. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. They're very good. And we had him on. In studio, because they were performing at, I don't know, Fine Line or something. Yeah. And we weren't allowed to ask him about his acting career. <laughs> and I remember BT looked, in, looked at me and said, well, this ought to be fun. <laughs> yeah, it's like Maureen McCormick with Van and Cheryl. Don't ask me about nothing about the Brady Bunch. <laughs> Just, I want to talk about my book. or why She was here to do a play. Van was like, well, what the hell is she here for then? And he literally talked to her for about a minute and tried to, you know, man, he tried to get her to talk about Brady Bunch, but uh, she just got mad. So I just don't get that. The thing is, if you automatically yeah. say that, what's the, the, the intuition of the host is initially going to be? Yeah. Well, especially radio people because they're smart asses anyway. So they're going to. Right. By nature. Yeah. Oh, I better do that now before I forget. Uh, oh, wait, I can't because I have to have, have that saved. You know, before we did the show, I was all fired up to work out after the show, but now <laughs> it doesn't I, seem like such a I thing. hate this weather. It's, uh, it's, it's sticky. I was out in the garage because uh, I always go out and write news out there and listen to music. I was sweating like a, ooh. Unpleasant. Unpleasant. <clears throat> are you, is, are we doing anything with any of the acts at the fair? We're one day closer to knowing the answer to that, John. Well, just, uh, it's too early to, to book them because they, they don't really know. It usually happens that, that week. Okay. Uh, the Quebby sisters are quite good. I see there. Oh, okay. 
the Liney Lodge, and they're there in the afternoon, so they'd probably be on on the grounds. Got it. Uh, they're really good. Really good. They're there the first two days? Yeah, first two days. St. Paul and the Minneapolis Funk All-Stars. I'm tired. I'm tired. Tired of love uninspired. Sorry. Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Oh, crap. Oh, gee. Forgot to play that. Forgot to play. Forgot to play what, Chris? Chris, what? Oh. Um, I'll save it for tomorrow. I, I won't be here. Tough ass. And I, I'm sorry, but I'm probably not going to listen. Rashad Turner, isn't he the teacher that we yep. grew close to? Uh, he wants the officers charged. They will be. He said, Dear Mary Moriarty, don't mess this up like Choi did. The troopers did not follow their training for felony stops, culpable negligence, period. That's his entire tweet. Tweet. Come on, megaphone. There we go. All right. Um. <laughs> oh, uh, there we go. Funny body noise. That was very strange from the bottom of my throat. Yes. You know. <laughs> I knew oh. somebody was going to say it. Oh. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Really sick of seeing ads on social media with Cheech and Chong. Yeah, I blocked all of those. Oh God, they're every every other. Yeah, that's post. a bit much. I mean, how are those guys still relevant? Because well, of legalization of like marijuana. Yeah. I mean, even before that, though. Well, Cheech was pretty hot on TV for a while. Yeah. Using that show with what's his name, uh, Don Johnson. The show that I don't oh, know yeah. the name of. You editing Josh, Chris? Yes. <laughs> Jesus. You guys literally just stopped talking at the end of the show. What? I was putting in my ad marker, and all of a sudden there's six seconds of dead air. Well, I saw that, and I, I, <laughs> no, I, I thought know. it was I'm a like, joke. Well, that... I saw $35 million and went, holy shit. Because I didn't know. I didn't want to ask my kid. Not not 3.5? I'm looking for everything. No, and, it's, and it says in the Biz Journal and in somewhere else that Zillow... Um, uh, 